Hello friends, this is Stephen from Dream Gun, and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London right now. We are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Finbar Doyle, Hannah Manless, Aaron McGathy and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show's at Smock Alley Theatre and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile in London, we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins, but if you're in the future, it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Hi, I'm James. I'm Gavin. And I'm Stephen. And we are Dream Gun. And you are listening to a classic episode of Dream Gun Film Reads. Where we take our favorite movies and then totally rewrite them and put a bunch of jokes and nonsense in them. And then the show is performed by actors and comedians who haven't read the script, so everything you hear is completely unrehearsed. If you enjoy Film Reads, please subscribe to the podcast in your podcast app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know what to say in your review, just use it to tell us what film you'd like us to read next. Because we're running out of ideas. <laughs> If you'd like to support the show, there's two ways to do it. You can subscribe to Film Reads on Patreon. Patreon subscribers get early access to episodes, bonus uncut recordings, and tickets to the live show. Or you can see us in person. If you'd like to see Film Reads live, you can check out dreamgun.ie for tickets to all of our upcoming shows or follow us. We are at Dreamgun and Sons on all the socials. We perform regularly in Dublin and London and at festivals all around the world. Please enjoy Dream Gun Film Reads. Dream Gun! A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, so any similarities to more recent and close galaxies are entirely unintentional, Star Wars, Episode IV. It's the unspecific past future where people still smoke indoors and don't yet have email, but do have beam swords and live in space. A very easy-to-read war is going on with clear objectives for good guys and bad guys. The scrappy rebels all wear bright colors and hug each other while the Empire is called the Empire. This is a universe of infinite possibilities where everyone you meet is a different species and has a name that sounds like it was made up on the spot. A teeny tiny rebel ship whizzes by, pursued by a seemingly never-ending battlecruiser. It's got a lot of bumps and greebles and is very impressive. Inside, being janked around by a laser fire is C-3PO. C-3PO is canonically made of tinfoil. <laughs> oh, my. We'll be destroyed for sure. This is madness. We're doomed. Why, oh, why was I designed to be a pessimistic nag? Beside him, if you couldn't tell... <laughs> ...is R2-D2. <laughs> A bin with a Bluetooth speaker in it. Their relationship is left purposefully unclear. Beep boop. Okay. Excellent. Yep. 
Expect a lot of that this evening. <laughs> they flee with the confidence of someone who knows they can't actually die. So they do a brisk waddle. A horde of shiny white plastic stormtroopers burst through the door. They look like if the marshmallow man started taking better care of himself and was cloned into an army. They blast all the rebels with lasers that make very satisfying wet beam sounds. What would that sound like, R2? <laughs> yeah! 65 Wilhelm screams later. The ship is theirs. C-3PO dispassionately watches the rebels be gunned down, as he hasn't chosen a side yet. It's a very complicated conflict, R2. R2, where are you? He spots R2 in the distance with a mystery woman in robes kneeling beside him. Miss, no, stop, he's not a postbox. She scampers away regally. R2 spits letters out of his slots. What are we going to do with you, you bloody postbox? Oh, tribe, here come the stormtroopers. They're headed in this direction. What if these dastards catch us and fling us into a volcano? I mean, we'll be fine, but it's not ideal. Just then, into the ship strides Darth Vader. The visual definition of evil. A... a <laughs> yeah. A dominating asthmatic goth with a calculator strapped to his chest so he can calculate how many people he's killed. He's got iconic breathing like Bane, but it's actually iconic, so not like Bane. This ship now belongs to the Empire. Yay! So glad we remembered you're in the show. Darth picks a rebel up by the throat. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? What have you done with those plans? You didn't look at them, did you? We intercepted no transmissions. <laughs> I've never even heard of a Death Star. Blueprints. Sounds made up. I ain't saying nothing. Uh, besides, this is a consular ship. You know, we're on a diplomatic mission. We were, uh, you know, cutting ribbons on the new motorway, you know. If this is a councillorship, where is the ambassador? And where is your giant scissors? Commander, tear the ship apart until you've found those plans and bring me the passengers. I want them alive. We have to stop them before they leak the Death Star plans to Wookiee Leaks. Yay. 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 C-3PO, the aristocratic android, dithers onto the other side of the ship. R2, where are you going now? R2 wheels away like a sassy Roomba and scoots into a private escape capsule. Hey, you're not permitted in there. It's restricted. Escape pods are reserved for passengers with souls only. R2-D2 starts bleeping away. Beep, boop, beep, boop. He's speaking English, but he's just cursing up a storm. Very slur-laden. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody sailor, this bin. Beep, boop, beep. What's that, boy? Secret mission? <laughs> Plans? Gosh, you sure say a lot with only a few sounds. Very dense language. I'm not getting in that escape pod, and that's final. Beep. You make a complex, persuasive argument. Let's go. 
The baddies are now in control of the ship and start making themselves at home, changing all the rebel settings, switching the browser to dark mode, turning all the crucifixes upside down. Sir, another escape pod just jettisoned and... Uh, 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 never mind, uh, hold your fire. There's no life forms on it. I've never even heard of a robot. <laughs> mm-hmm. The pod drifts away slowly, giggling. The Storm Boys have caught themselves a prisoner. They pull her hood down and reveal the indomitable Princess Leia. Heir to the throne of Alderaan, the number one planet in the galaxy, alphabetically. Her hair is curled like two tantalizing Danish pastries that you must never eat. As she is a princess, and they are made of hair. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. So bold, the boldest man in the Empire. Why did you choose the bold side? The Imperial Senate will not sit for this. When they hear about all the boldness you've done... Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. Several transmissions were beamed to this ship by rebel spies. Hopefully they specifically beamed them to only this ship and they haven't beamed them anywhere else. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate. I have nothing to do with the rebellion. But how come your t-shirt says, I stand with the Rebel Alliance? Look, I'm a princess. People send me a lot of free clothes. I don't have time to read what they say. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor and a woman. Take her away! (laughs) She must have hidden the plans in the escape pod. It's just data. It can't walk anywhere or tell anyone about itself. Send a detachment down to retrieve them. I want those plans dead or alive. See to it personally, Commander. There'll be no one to stop us this time. All those people from Rogue One are dead. Meanwhile below, the two droids have crashed onto the isolated desert planet of Tatooine, the Leitrim of space. Oh, oh, oh yeah! Yeah! Any Leitrim heads in tonight? You, yes, one. Don't admit that. They waddle like metal penguins across the seemingly endless desert. Little do they know it's on a sphere, so they've been around it a few times already. C-3PO monologues at his tiny friend. Oh, how did we get into this mess? I really don't know how. Oh, yes, all that stuff happened. (laughs) We seem to be made to suffer. Why did they make us able to suffer? Beep, beep. GPS? Don't get technical with me. And no more adventures. You promised me episode three would be the last one. I'm not going that way, you malfunctioning little twerp. This is all your fault. If it was up to me, we'd have been killed by lasers moments ago. (laughs) Wait, what's that? In the distance, he sees a big rusty parallelogram with tank treads coming over the horizon. A transport, I'm saved. Over here! Hey! Hey! Oi, please, help. It pulls up and a tiny horde of monks come out with little LEDs for eyes. This is a species comprised entirely of second-hand salesmen who go around the desert stealing electronics to hock on gum tree. <laughs> the metal duo are tossed in a scrap pile in the salvager's tank, which is basically a sex on wheels. <laughs> now, I know, yeah, the company is called Sex, right? It's pronounced Sex. Yeah. 
C-E-X. So it's a C-E-X on wheels, but we're doing Star Wars, so it's best to be specific. Yes. They're met by lots of fun assorted droids in varying states of intense agony, like if Robot Wars entries could get PTSD. A delirious rocking chair droid sways back and forth, and a fax machine cries in the corner. Hi, George, I think we're fucked. (laughs) They pull up in front of Skywalker Ranch, a sound mixing and recording studio slash moisture farm. And there's a lineup of sad droids on parade. Luke Skywalker, a sandy-haired everyman, excitedly runs to see the commotion. Here he is, our human boy. Well, he looks human, and that's good enough for me. Oh boy, the CEX is here. Sex, it's pronounced sex. Yeah, we get it, Ronan. <laughs> His uncle, Uncle Owen, beckons him up to the lineup. Come on, Luke, we've slaves to buy. <laughs> C3PO looks around and whispers to Tommy the Toaster. What's happening, Tommy? Where are they taking us? Look, look, it's very simple, okay? If we play our cards right and put on a real good show, we'll be lucky enough to get taken home by a new owner, okay? And then we get to join whatever the hero's journey they're having. Owner? But I own me. Hey, shh, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up, okay? Because here they come, all right, okay? Don't blow this for me. Hey, fellas, my name's Tommy, and I make toast so fucking good you fucking kill yourself, I tell you. Oh, Jesus, you'd fucking kill yourself this toast is so good. You're fucking... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no need for a, a pervy toaster. I'm grand, thanks. Uh, well, I can, I can heat basically anything that's thin in a rectangle, basically anything. Luke's uncle stops in front of C-3PO as he is being fancy, writing a libretto and thinking about wine. <laughs> okay, what do we have here? Seems like some sort of dandy boy. I suppose your program for etiquette and protocol. Protocol? It's my primary function, sir. After hoity-toitying and being a fancy shiny man. I'm well-versed in all the customs. I can tell you which fork to eat, with, to eat soup with. It's the spoon. Uh, but can you, can you pull a cart for a decade without stopping? Well, I've never tried, but I'll give it a go. All right, good enough for me, I'll take you. And so, funny story, I actually worked this exact same job here 30 years ago. Maybe you, you actually remember me, your character was You there. shut the fuck up. Okay, okay. All right, shut up. There's no talking on Uncle Owen's farm. Yes, sir. They're about to leave R2-D2 behind. Oh, also, um, you'll, you'll need to buy my... A uh, battery pack. <laughs> beep, 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 boop, boop. <laughs> All right, come on. The droids attempt to get settled into their new home, Skywalker Farm, a sweet little gopher condo made of mud, where they will live forever. C-3PO begins laying down hay for a bed, while R2 diligently pisses motor oil everywhere to mark his territory. <laughs> Luke frumps in and blows at his fringe in a huff. It just isn't fair. My best friend Biggs is right. I'm never going to get out of this dirt burg. All I want to do is live in a, in a moderately pl- priced flat share in Cloud City and get an arts degree, and I'm never going to do that. Excuse me, sir. 
Have you got a place where I can charge my legs? Sir, you can call me Luke. I see, Sir Luke. <laughs> Just Luke, but master is also acceptable. And I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations. I was built primarily as a means of transporting the gold that I'm made of. They thought the best way to transport gold was to give it legs and a conscience. Well, gee, wouldn't that mean they kill you once you get there? Oh, uh, what can you do? It's a living. <laughs> well, not for me. And this is my counterpart, R2-D2. You better watch out for this one, sir. He's a real scamp. Beep. <laughs> Hello. You got a lot of carbon scoring there. Looks like you, you boys have seen a lot of action. You fought with the rebellion against the Empire? Oh, we didn't choose a side. <laughs> we just fought for whoever owned us. We've swapped sides a few times, actually. I'm actually ashamed of some of the things we did in war. But then they wiped our shame drive, so now it's chill or whatever. Well, your little friend's got something jammed in here real good. Luke tries to pull a USB out, and R2 triggers a hologram of the princess from earlier. But she's littler and made of light. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. What is this? Who is this tiny hologram? Is that you, Tupac? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Help me, Hobie-Ken Padobi. You're my only pope. Help me, Poby ken Fuck, it's hard to say. <laughs> oh, he, he says it's nothing, sir. Merely a malfunction. Malfunction? <laughs> yes. A malfunction of a specific woman saying a specific sentence? Old data, pay it no mind. You humans are always trying to put meaning on things. It's just random ones and zeros. Who is she? she? She's so beautiful. Is she taller in real life? Beep, beep, boop, beep. He says he's the property of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a resident of these parts, and it's a private message for him. Hmm, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Gee, I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. Old Ben Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Close enough. I only know three people, and he's actually one of them. He lives out beyond the Dune Sea. Well, R2 says that the Battle Royale death necklaces you fitted us with must have short-circuited his recording system. Maybe if you could remove them, maybe he might be able to play back the entire recording. Oh, yeah, well, I guess so, but um, if I take these off, you have to promise not to run away or crush my skull... skull. Hey! Crush, 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 crush... Two years, Tony. Yes, I remember. Two years. Yeah. Crush my skull in my sleep, Vicar Street. <laughs> Uh, Lou, come on, your space dinner's getting cold. <laughs> Coming. All right, you guys stay here and remember what I said about my skull. <laughs> Can't forget it, got it. Luke leaves and C-3PO quickly starts pulling at his shackles. He looks over at R2, who's already halfway out the window. Luke sits down to dinner with his aunt and uncle in their big clay house that makes it look like they live in a kiln. You know, uncle, I think that R2 unit might have been stolen. What makes you think that? Well, his serial number scratched off and his settings say he's still paired with Jenny's MacBook. <laughs> Said he belongs to someone called Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought he might have meant old Ben Kenobi. Do you know what he's talking about? His aunt and uncle look down at their gruel and grunt dismissively. Um, that wizard's... That wizard's just a crazy old man. Wait, did you say wizard? There's wizards in this. That's enough, Luke. There's no such thing as magic. 
Besides, that old man believes in conspiracy theories. He thinks the universe is flat. Well, you know, we should hear everyone out. Enough! Luke, tomorrow you take that R2 unit to Anchorhead and have its memory erased and have it neutered too, right? Don't want to get in friendly with our modem. Before we know it, we'll have a room full of modems. That'll be the end of us now, huh? What? But that would be bad, yes. But what if this Obi-Wan comes looking for him? He won't. I don't think he exists anymore. Died, that's called. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he stopped existing. Uh, about the same time as your father. He knew my father? I told you to forget it. Okay. Look, I'm only telling you bits and pieces and that's lots to do. I'm sick of this. I can't wait till I get to leave like Biggs, my best friend, who's my best friend. His name is Biggs. <laughs> Look, I'm afraid you'll have to stay here on the farm with me until they can automate farming, okay? Why haven't they automated farming yet? They've automated everything else. Well, sure, th that, you learn some responsibilities, young man, huh? He humps off in a huff. Uncle Owen turns to Aunt Owen, who's been sitting there the whole time. Owen? He can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have gone, and from <laughs> Minnesota... No, no, hey, hey, no, Owen, don't leave. <laughs> oh, and you fell in love with me with this voice. <laughs> oh, and remember the carriage ride? My life is a mistake. My life is a mistake. <laughs> Owen, <laughs> look at me, Owen. Owen, look at me. The, the couple's therapist said we have to look. <laughs> Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. Owen. Ah, <laughs> uh, Owen, my beautiful wife. <laughs> I'll make it up to him next year. I promise. Luke's not a farmer, Owen. Owen, don't laugh at my feelings. And we... You're so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Luke's not a father, Owen. I'm repeating myself now. He has too much of his father in him. Aye, that's what I'm afraid of. Look, the last thing this farm needs is another psych psychic throat-crushing dictator. Yeah. All right? Don't need it. Yeah. But All I right. love you. I love you. I love you too. Goodbye now. I'm the other woman in this film. <laughs> She'll be dead soon. <laughs> Outside, Luke stares up at the twin sons of Tatooine, one for each eye, and dreams about what awaits him in that big old verse. Will he get to the Skelligs? Will he see the Puffins? Only time will tell. He goes inside and R2 has run off. It wasn't my fault, sir. Please don't deactivate me. I told him not to go, but he's malfunctioning. He's not designed to be brave. He's designed to be a meek little wheelie bin. I don't know what happened. Uh, how could I be so stupid? Never remove the slave collar. Damn it, Luke. They hop in Luke's hover car and chase after him. They eventually spot R2 in a valley surrounded by sand people who are mugging him and shoving letters in his mouth. Luke walks up and tells them to scram. Get away from him, you savages. 
Luke realizes there are way too many of them and rethinks his confidence. Uh, carry on as you were, you savages. A cloaked man comes up over the hill, screaming his lungs out, scaring the sand boys away. Boogly boogly boo! He pulls down his hood to reveal a distinguished face with piercing English eyes. He has the gravitas of someone who does a lot of theatre and thinks this is just a bit of fun. Hello there. (laughs) Don't worry, I've scared them off. You see, to them, we're the sand people. Rest easy, son. You've had a busy day. Probably. I don't know. Ben? Ben Kenobi? The wizard? This droid belongs to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is is he a relative of yours? Obi-Wan. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Uh, My uncle said he was dead. Oh, he's not dead. Not yet. He also said he was gay. Oh, he's not gay. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Seems to know a lot about this guy. Do you know him? Of course I know. He's me. I haven't gone by the name of Obi-Wan since, oh, the exact day you were born. Changed my name to first name old, middle name Ben. But I kept the surname so I could keep the parking space. Well, according to the droid, he belongs to you. I don't seem to remember, ever remember owning a droid. Very interesting. I think we better get indoors. The sand people are easily startled, but they have very short memory spans, so they'll soon be back. And I'm not bothered making that noise again. <laughs> they follow him back to his home. He lives in a cave like Aladdin. Or Bin Laden. <laughs> I'm not Bin Laden. No, my father didn't fight in the wars. In the wars. Uncle Owen told me he was an assistant PE teacher and he wasn't very good at it. That's what your uncle wanted you to think. He didn't hold your father's ideals, thought he should have stayed here and been happy with his lot as a child slave. (coughs) And not gotten involved. You fought in the Clone Wars cartoon? Which which one? But yes. (laughs) I was once a Jedi Knight, same as your father, but now I'm an old caveman. Funny how things go. Gee, I wish I'd known him. Oh, you wouldn't get along. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) Foreshadowing. He was the best, best star pilot in the galaxy, and he was a good friend. Which reminds me, I have something here for you. It's behind the space couch. Your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, but your, no, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. Said it was dangerous to give a seven-year-old a laser knife. <laughs> that I should leave your birthday party altogether. <laughs> your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster, Very precise, unless you drop it. Don't drop it. (laughs) It'll burn through the ground and just keep falling. 
Hard to come by these days. The government did a scheme where you could trade them in, no questions asked. <laughs> An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ah, sweet. Zoom, zoom. Really nearly flew out of my hand. I'm terrified. Someone would have been wrapping presents. Zoom. <laughs> now I'll show Biggs who's the big man when I cut his legs off. <laughs> Obi-Wan, how did my father die? Did Uncle Lone lie about that too? Did my father not die in childbirth? <laughs> a young Jedi named Darth Vader was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. He betrayed, was, and murdered your father. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. Divorce? <laughs> no, the Force. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It's a vague, unknowable religious faith, but it also has levels and new moves you can unlock. <laughs> it surrounds us and penetrates us. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Looks like the sex is back. <laughs> it binds the galaxy together. Gravity? No. I just, I don't understand. Okay, I'm, I'm like a, a laser yoga samurai. Oh, well, you should have started with that. Now, hand me that rusty screwdriver. Let's see if I can jimmy some message out of this droid. Obi-Wan sticks the screwdriver into R2's neck and wiggles it around until the hologram plays. General Kenobi, sorry to cold call you out of the blue with a droid like this, but years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. He would have wanted you to know that for only $6.99 a month, you and your friends can help us in our struggle against the Empire. Why don't you help us reach our goal? R2 begins printing out a Bitcoin wallet address. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. You're doing great. <laughs> you must see this droid safely delivered to Alderaan. If you like this message, Obi-Wan Kenobi, please consider subscribing for more Desperate Pleas. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Oh, looks like there's a hundred more messages in here. <laughs> Help me, Geraldine O'Neill. You're my only hope. Help me, Michael Duffy. You're my only hope. How do I turn this off? <laughs> Help me, first name, last name. You're my only hope. Luke is enchanted by the tiny woman. <laughs> she, she represents a life of tiny adventure and tiny excitement that only he can dream about. You must work, learn the ways of the Force if you have to come with me to Alderaan. Come, join the Star War. <laughs> wow. So let me get this straight. The stars are at war. No, no, the, the planets are at war. It's a common mistake. Uh, Alderaan? No, no, I'm not going to Alderaan. I gotta go home. It's late. I'm in for it as it is. My uncle hates when I get constricted into a rebel army that I've only just learned about. I need your help, Luke. She needs your help. I'm getting too old for this sort of thing. Do you have any idea how many flights of stairs there are in war? 
no, I can't get involved. I've got work to do. It's not that I like the Empire. I hate it. It's just they haven't done anything to me personally yet. Look, I'm just trying to, trying to avoid the news, okay? It's all a bit too much for me at the moment, to be honest. That's your uncle talking. No, it's me, really. It's Luke. Luke. <sighs> Look, I can take you as far as Anchorhead. We can get a transport there to Moss Eisley or to the trenches or wherever the fuck it is you're going in space. <laughs> you must do what you feel is right, of course. Unless you're wrong, then do what I'm saying. Back in space? <laughs> Great lighting cue. A gigantic metal sphere drifts ominously. This is the Death Star. <laughs> no! Get out of here, Nazi! <laughs> the same mighty laser platform dreamt up by President Reagan, but the Empire actually built it. This is what we could have achieved if we hadn't wasted government spending on frivolity like lampposts. A shady meeting is underway led by General Tarkin, a cruel CGI recreation of an old man. Fear of getting kaboomed by the Death Star will keep the local systems in line. Until this battle station is fully operational... <laughs> We are vulnerable. The rebels have obtained a complete technical readout of this station. It's the only one we have. No one can remember where the bathroom is. It's a real nightmare, sir. There was a rumor going round it might be on floor 3,885. We sent a team to investigate, but sadly they never came back. Vader swivels round in his swivelly chair. The plans you refer to will soon be back in our hands. Any attack by the rebels against this station would be a useless gesture, unless they blow it up. <laughs> that would be bad for our plans, but anything less than that would be a useless gesture. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. He moves a pen across the table with his mind. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think of that? Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways. Your... <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes or fix the photocopier. Your old man magic doesn't frighten us. Yes, sure, you seemingly have unbounded set of telekinetic powers, but what use is that to us technocrats? Vader begins to telekinetically choke him with his mind. Do you not know who I am, you Geordie fuck? <laughs> I was on the cover of Empire magazine! I find your lack of faith disturbing. Uh, I, I do believe even the joking won't get rid of my accent. <laughs> I do believe I just don't care. Enough of this Geordie accent. Vader, release him. 
Oh, no, we're just messing around, sir, weren't we, Jason? <laughs> he uses the force to pat him on the back. Yeah, yeah, just good, good-hearted fun. <laughs> Vader force sacks taps him <laughs> under the table. This bickering is pointless. Lord Vader will provide us with the location of the rebel fortress and we shall crush the rebellion with one swift, big laser. Old Benny and the Jeds come across the crispy... the crispy remains of the Jawas and their burnt-down mobile shop-mobile. Mobile shop-mobile. Unlocked phones and PlayStation 3 smolder on the desert floor. Uh, gee, looks like sand people did this. Yep, this is classic sand people. There's gaffy sticks, bantha tracks, and a type confession signed by Mr. Sand Person. <laughs> looks open and shut to me. They didn't do this, but we are meant to think they did. The Empire often frames sand people to cover up the existence of their absolutely massive army. Nah, it couldn't be. I mean, the Empire doesn't even have an army. These blast points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. <laughs> Famously precise. Why would Imperial troops want to slaughter Jawas? They're gas! If, we tra- if they trace the droids here, then they may have learned who sold them to them. And that would lead them back home. Uh, no, sir. Before we came uh, to you, we stopped off at McDonald's. <gasps> we must hurry. They arrive at a charred McDonald's. We were too late. But if they trace the droids to McDonald's, then that would lead them back home. Wait, Luke, it's too dangerous. Luke does not wait. Instead, he speeds back to the farm and gets there just in the nick of time to see the scorched bodies of Uncle Owen and Aunt Owen because he was too late. Well, this changes my political stance pretty dramatically. But do I stay and work for the skeletons? Or do I go and fight the Empire for the skeletons? Back at the Sandcrawler, 3PO is reading a eulogy he wrote for the Jawas, while Or2 rifles through their wallets. Though, though small in statue, they were big in spirit. They owned us, but also they owned our hearts. <laughs> Luke returns despondent and tells Ben all about the Skellingtons. There's nothing you could have done, Luke. Had you been there, you'd be a skeleton too. And the droids would now be in the hands of the Empire. Then the Emperor would be dealing with their incessant robot double act instead of us. I want to come with you to Aldrin. (laughs) That's what it says. (laughs) There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and do a Star Wars like my father. Luke, you have no idea how long I've been looking at you through binoculars waiting for you to say that. (laughs) Streaming May 27th. (laughs) And they're off. The incident is incited. And so begins their road trip. They zoom across the sands to... Moss Isley Spaceport. We must be cautious. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. He is overheard by a passing fish on legs. Hey, man, I live here. <laughs> take, a, take a good look at him, Luke. Makes you fucking sick. 
man, you don't know me, man. You don't know my life. Like, I'm a, I'm a good guy. Disgusting. <laughs> ben spits. Yeah. They continue towards the city gates and are stopped by stormtroopers who are checking tax discs. Halt, in the name of the Empire. Ben, I'm starting to think the Empire really do have an army. Thanks for that, Luke. Your back tire's looking a little flat. Uh, no, officer, this is a hover car. There are no tires. Oh, okay. Well, carry on. Uh, And you might want to get those tires looked at. Yeah, will do, officer. Wait a minute. He holds up a carton of milk and recognizes the missing droids printed on the side. Oh, no. (laughs) How long have you had these droids? Three or four seasons. They're up for sale if you want them. And have you got the registration number for this vehicle? Oh, you don't need to see the registration number of this vehicle. He holds up a small card that just says ham on it. Well, everything seems to be in order here. And these aren't the droids from your milk. These milk droids are not the droids. And while you're at it, give me a go of your watch. Hey, you look like the kind of guy you could do with a watch. I think, uh, I think you'll like it. I got it from my wife for our anniversary. It's engraved. Yes, yes, move along. Yes, yes, move along, move along. They're waved through the checkpoint and cruise through the dusty city streets. I can't understand how we got by those troops at all. That guy seemed to be having real problems. The force can have a strong influence on the weak-minded. I hacked his brain like it's a computer. Wow. But, um, isn't that a pretty bad human rights violation? That was not a human rights violation. You know, I've thought about it, Ben, and it turns out that was not a human rights violation. They pull up outside a shady cantina, which is Mexico for bar. Uh, You really think we're going to find a pilot here to take us to Alderaan? Isn't there like a pilot listing or an airport we could look up? I mean, surely there's a better place than just some bar. To the pub! (laughs) The cantina is filled with a cacophony of Star Wars characters. Each is an entirely different species. You'd walk in there and be like, Great! There is like one guy here I can have sex with. (laughs) Ah... Everyone else is like a squid in a jar or a, or a rock with a face drawn on it. I can't fuck that. But I'll give it a go. The band plays, hoping to get a record deal. Are they bad? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Luke, this is very important. Mm-hmm. Be careful who you interact with. Talk to as few people as possible. If they appear on screen for even a second, Disney will be compelled to expand out their backstory into as many miniseries as they can get away with. Hey, hey, it's me, the bartender, and I say we don't serve their kind here. Huh? This is space racism. Also known as spacism. Also, also known as xenomorphobia. Which we'll be seeing a lot of. Your droids, they'll have to wait outside. We don't want them here. They don't drink. They fuck with the Wi-Fi. Uh, all right, 3PO, we'll wait up by the speeder. We don't want any trouble. Just uh, tie yourself up with the other donkeys, yeah? I heartily agree with you, sir. Come on, too. Luke sits at the bar. 
Uh, excuse me, I'm looking at the menu here, and most of these drinks are acid for my species. Ah, uh, so what? I mean, it's my job to check if my drinks won't kill each individual species. What do I look like? I got all day? Just uh, whatever will, will melt my insides the least, please. Copperberg it is. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> all right, fine. Two colorful green alien louts, Cornelius Evazon and Ponda Baba, come up behind him. The kind of momentarily interesting guys that make you think, gee, I wonder what his story is. And then you move on. Well, here is his Star Wars story, my friend. So we can read about every goddamn thing that happened to these assholes, interesting or not. For example, the guy here is Dr. Cornelius Evazon. He ran the Dr. Evazon Cosmetic Surgery Clinic on the planet Abafar. By the year 20 BBY, it had gone out of business and the building that once housed it was available for lease. Is this what world building is? What a nightmare. My friend here doesn't like you. He doesn't even know me. I don't like you either. Well, maybe you wouldn't like me better if you got to know me. You just watch yourself. We're wanted men. <laughs> I have death sentence on 12 systems, and I'm under house arrest in five. Look, I'm not trying to harsh anyone's vibes, gentlemen. I'm just trying to drink my Copperberg in peace. You'll be drinking your Copperberg in pieces. Cornelius whips out a knife, which I'm sure also has a Wikipedia page about it, and where it is now and what it's been up to since this. This little one's not worth the effort. Come, let me get you something. We're buddies, aren't we? Dr. Cornelius, a doctor, lunges at the old man. Ah! <laughs> In a saber flash, Ben chops off his arm. This cave wizard means business. Everyone goes back to what they were doing, as this is a regular occurrence. The ground is just strewn with arms. The band start up their song from the... which. The band start up their song from what I presume is the top. Uh, I'm all right. Hey, Ben, why didn't you just use your mind control powers to defuse that situation? It's like prison, Luke. You've got to show me the big dog right out of the gate. <laughs> now come, I may have found a ship that could suit our purposes. In a booth at the back, Luke is introduced to Han Solo. <laughs> a charisma carpenter. Who doesn't give a damn about this sci-fi nonsense and hasn't bothered to learn any names like Dr. Cornelius Evazon. His hair-clad first mate, Chewbacca, basically a dog standing up. <laughs> sits beside him like a good boy. <laughs> 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 Name is Han Solo, Captain of the Millennium Falcon. I'm a successful smuggler, although I owe a lot of money and never been able to pay off for, the, for any some, some sort of reason. I don't know why. This is Chewie, my emotional support Wookiee. <laughs> I call him Chewie like a Snickers. So I hear you're looking for passage to the Alderaan system. Yes, indeed. If it's a fast ship. Fast ship. You ever heard of the Millennium Falcon? Heard of it? No. Listen, kid. 
The Millennium Falcon is the best there is. Millennium was supposed to make it sound futuristic. But little did they know that would eventually be 22 years ago, you fucking moron. <laughs> it's a ship that made the Kessel run less than 12 parcels. Is that good? It's fucking faster than you, old man. All right, what's the cargo? Oh, only passengers. It'll be myself, the boy, two droids. Wait, are droids cargo or passengers? Depends. Are there any crack? <laughs> In a manner of speaking. But let's just say we'd like to avoid any imperial entanglements, if you get my meaning. Catch my drift. We don't want to be arrested by the Empire. Yeah, I... If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, got it, I got it. You understand the yeah. thing I'm saying to you? Well, that's the real trick, isn't it? It's going to cost you something extra. Ten grand. All in advance. Ten grand? Euros! <laughs> we could almost buy our own Lego Millennium Falcon for that. Yeah, but who's going to build it? Your dad here? He's not my dad. He's an old man I found. Besides, I could fly it. I'm not such a bad pilot myself. It's all automated, right? We can pay you 2000 now, plus fifteen when we reach Alderaan. Okay, you guys got yourself a ship. <laughs> Joke's on him. We probably won't survive long enough to make it to Alderaan. <laughs> they leave to take out a loan. 17,000. Those guys must really be desperate. Chewy, I want you to go out and buy the first ship you see and paint the words Millennium Falcon on the side of it. <laughs> Jesus, I fucking pulled that one out of the bag. <laughs> Chewy scampers off with a bucket of paint. Han leans back in his chair. Looks like everything is finally going to work out for this cheeky chappy. He looks up and sees Greedo! A nefarious bounty hunter with a fly for a face who is named after the sin he embodies. His brothers Slotho and Lusto wait outside. Going somewhere solo A Star Wars story Greedo whips out his laser blaster with a scope that he has no need for. Greedo, I was actually going to see your boss. Tell Jabba that I've got his money. Jabba's through with you. He asked you to... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can barely fucking say <laughs> He asked you to transport his wife to Dantooine. And what do you do? You drop her out of the airlock at the first of an imperial cruiser. She was dead weight. If you sweet talk Jabba, he may only take your ship. Then it'll be him jetting around, kissing princesses in your little vest. Over my dead body. That's the idea. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'll bet you have. McCunchy! <laughs> Shots ring out. As the smoke clears, Greedo lies dead in the booth, and Han is nowhere to be seen. Later. Well, gee, I tell you, Marshal, this is one hell of a mess. There's conflicting reports from eyewitnesses about who shot first and how fake it looked. People seem really steamed up about it. I tell you, there's a lot of tension on the streets. People are scared, sir. I mean, uh, if this is the kind of guy we're dealing with, you know, uh, a guy who shoots first... I mean, any one of us could be shot first next. 
The Marshal's stony Texan face surveys the crime scene. Okay, people. Suspects one Han Solo, short for Andrew Solomon. Listen up, our team. Our fugitive's been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed is four miles an hour, and as long as he hasn't gotten a spaceship. So that gives us a radius of between six miles and 60 light years. I want choppers in the air and then into space. Let's go. <laughs> Han arrives at Tatooine Airport and is confronted by Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Where in England is Jabba going to be from? (laughs) I did one fucking English accent. Jabba is the Tony Soprano of slugs. A grotesque slime man who looks like when they personify germs in Febreze ads. The ones that are all like, I'm going to get all up in your linens. If he looks different than you remember, it's because they had to deepfake him as the, <laughs> as the original slug has sadly died. Solo! <laughs> I knew you'd come back to your ship where you live eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really above this. Are you? I'm right here, Jabba. Come on, you didn't think I was going to run, did you? Han Mabuki. You disappoint me. You still owe me the money, and now you owe me a new bounty hunter with a fly for a face. Jabba, come on, Jabba. All right, next time you want to talk to me, come see me yourself. Don't send one of these twerps. All right, you slime right into my tiny boot in the canteen and shoot me yourself. Han, I can't make exceptions. What if everyone who smuggled for me dropped their cargo at the first sign of an Imperial starship? It's not good business. Jabba, Jabba, okay, logistics are complicated, okay? Your wife just had to go. (laughs) Han jankily walks on Jabba's tail and they continue as normal. Look, Jabbers, I'll pay you back, okay? Plus a little extra, I just, I need a little more time. Forgiveness is like riding a bike, Han. I can't do it. (coughs) I don't have legs. This is every day. (laughs) However, for an extra 20%. 15, Jabba, don't push it. Okay, 15%. But if you fail me, I will put a price on your head so big you won't be able to go to the shops without someone freezing you into a big slab. Jabba, you're a wonderful monstrous slug man. I love you too, Han. <laughs> Didn't say that. Yeah. Jabba slowly slimes off up the wall. If the ship's as fast as he's boasting, we ought to do well. Team Luke arrive at a busted-up wreck of a ship, stapled together out of smoke-stained grey plastic with a coat hanger for an antenna. This is the Millennium Falcon. This is the Millennium Falcon? What a piece of junk! 
Luke obviously needs to check himself here because it's still a spaceship, which is obviously amazing. It goes to space. You grew up on a farm. Look, she'll make 0.5 past the light speed, okay? She may not look like much, but she's mostly airtight, okay? Which is very useful in space. I made a lot of special modifications. Vanity license plate, urinals. <laughs> That's it, actually, yeah. Uh, we're a little bit rushed, so if you just get on board, we'll get out of here. The ship is suddenly surrounded by stormtroopers. Hey, arrest that ship. Fuck, Chewie, get us out of here. They blast off, and the stormtroopers look on in wonder. That was a ship? <laughs> I thought it was a shack he just lived in. As our gang hurtle along, they sit at the ship's dedicated chess table, which has no seatbelts. Oh my, I'd forgotten how much I hate space travel. He staggers around as if he wasn't designed to be on legs. Oh dear, oh my. Han looks angrily out at the stars. Space. Why does it always have to be space? All right, looks like we're coming up on an Imperial cruiser. I may have to jettison our cargo again. But Han, where the cargo? Uh, look, hey, hey, let me worry about that, okay? You just stand over that hatch. Uh, why didn't you outrun him? You said this thing was fast. Yeah, okay, traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops, boy, okay? You don't just press a button and the stars go whoop. Without precise calculations, we'll fly right through a star bounce too close to supernova. You know, come out too early and you can get your ship lodged sideways in Space Canal. Come out too late and you have to watch 30 years of video messages from your daughter who's now older than you. What's that flashing? Fine, we'll just, we'll hit the button, okay? He hits the button and the stars go, whoop! End of Act One! Hello friends, this is Stephen from Dream Gun, and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London right now. We are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Finbar Doyle, Hannah Manless, Aaron McGathy and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show is at Smock Alley Theatre and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile in London, we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins, but if you're in the future, it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets.